Hey, good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me. Talk about why you chose to vote no on this, but just quickly procedurally step us through the process here. I mean, I gave you the the 30,000-foot view. Drill down a little bit. What happens here? So uh, according to state law, any independent candidate that wants to get on the ballot, uh, either statewide or in any local election, uh, has to have signatures meeting a certain threshold. And then a county election, I think it's 5% is what the code says. So that's where the, you know, number 14, 25, or, or, or whatever that final number was they had to have uh, is something that, all, that these two Board of Education candidates had to have. Um, so that's that's the general premise of, of what was going on here. So I've been involved in politics for 22 years uh, now, and, and, you know, petitions, whether it's nominating petitions or recall petitions or whatever else uh, that are allowed under state law, and this is the case in, in Georgia and other states as well, the general rule of thumb is that anyone wanting to do a petition needs to get at least double the amount of signatures that they uh, are required to get. So in this instance, um, you know, when the signatures were submitted and there was, I think, like 1677, 1675, somewhere in that uh, range, I remember telling folks, well, this this petition, you know, these petitions are not going to go through. Uh, you know, they may have, if they're lucky, a thousand signatures that are valid. Um, and well, let so me let me stop you there and let me unpack why that is. You, you say, well, because if 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 the law says I, I, the number I got to hit is a thousand, I need to have two thousand to get a thousand. Is essentially what I understood you to say there. Why, just generically speaking, is that? Well, because when folks are circulating petitions, um, and especially when you do it at places like was, was happening here, they were doing it on at the farmers market, yeah. uh, on, on Main Street, at Stripland, at grocery stores, things like that. You're going to have a lot of folks that come say, "Yeah, I'll sign your petition," and they yeah, are and they could be county. from Atlanta for crying out loud. They don't absolutely. know anything. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, and it has to be registered voters in the county mm-hmm. in which the, the race is taking okay. place. It has to be registered voters, no county. So right away, so, right off the top, a lot of these signatures are just going to be tossed, and, and for that reason alone. So let's drill down a little more here, Kirk Shook of the Coney County Board of Elections. What I'm led to understand is that there are something on the order of 140 signatures that are really at question here, to the point where the Secretary of State's office is being asked to investigate both by the Elections Board and the Oconee County Republican Party. Uh, instances of of, uh, how was it put to me, uh, real people but not real signatures. Now, what's going on here, or what do we think is going on here? Correct. So the so the first thing that kind of uh, raised my suspicion was the, the low rejection rate, which, you know, I was not expecting. I was expecting to go into the meeting, us reject the petitions because we didn't have enough signatures, and, and we go home. And, uh, you know, I found out at the same time the public did that that was not the case. And so, uh, you know, that was the first red flag. And then the second was something I had received, I don't know, a week or so before the, um, b- before the meeting that, you know, a citizen said, Hey, I was contacted by a pe- petition circulator and, you know, tell me I have all these options to go do this. Will I sign? And Oh, uh, by the way, you can sign for your husband. We've had a lot of folks do that. Uh, and, you know, you may Which, have folks, by the you way, know, you that, cannot uh, do. That's what some of this no. evidently is. I, I can't sign for my wife. She can't sign for me. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, that that, that happens in, in other instances. I know I have family members that wives can sign for husbands and I can't tell the difference mm-hmm. uh, when they do that, you know, because they've had many years of practice doing it. And sure. so, you know, that also kind of brought a little bit of it, uh, question into this this process of how widespread was that and 
are those signatures that we caught. Um, you know, the the uh, Board of Election staff believe they did, and I, you know, I, I believe that they they worked very hard on this. They were brought, they were given the same um, accusations that that I was, and so they. I found out later they really focused on husband and wives and trying to look and say, does this actually match, match the voter card and those things? But for my purpose, and the reason I voted no, uh, number one, you know, kind of in, in the heat of things, not having uh, exactly all the information at the time that I've, I've been able to dig a little bit later. But then also the petitions only had about a 50 vote or a 50 signature margin. In it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it was about like 53 signatures less or 53 more that were invalidated and the petitions would not have uh, would not have been valid they wouldn't be on the ballot so interesting in too mind, that in, in both cases that that number 50 some odd in both cases is the margin for these two candidates it, it's it's striking how close they were yeah they, it was it was a concerted effort uh and from you know there's a lot of folks in the county doing it but especially the democrat party was uh really pushing this, and they were pushing both candidates at the, the same time. So if they were circulating a petition for one, they were circulating mm, okay. a petition for the other. And I think uh, I think the England uh, lady, I think she maybe had two more signatures overall uh, than uh, the, the other guy. But, uh, but yeah, so it was it was very close all along. But, uh, but as I said, you know, with the question in my mind of, you know, some of the uh, petitions may have been uh, – or signatures may have been invalid uh, because you said, they, you know, these could have been – actual voters, you know, husbands and all that. But if it was signed by uh, the wife, that is uh, uh, against the law. It is written directly out in code and actually a felony. And so, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, those uh, suspected names of where they found that have been turned over to the Secretary of State's office. And they have investigators that will look into that. And the State Board of Election uh, may or may not hear that and then may or may not recommend action by the Attorney General's office. Again, Kirk Shook on the Oconee County Board of Elections. And this would speak to motive, and that would call for speculation on your part. And it's, it's maybe not fair, but I mean, to, to just frame it, though. Uh, the husband signs for the wife or vice versa. It's wrong. It's, it's, in fact, a violation of law. But on a certain level, it sounds innocent enough. Well, I thought I could sign for my wife. Do we think it's that, something that innocent? Or do we think there's something more nefarious at work or maybe both? Well, I mean, uh, it, it could be both. I, I would probably lean on the side that it's probably uh, a couple of things. Uh, it's number one, and it's something that in talking to uh, Rebecca England uh, yesterday, um, there were it was not f- sufficient training of the petition circulators that, hey, mm. these are the laws that you have to follow. These are things you can and cannot do because this is something that doesn't really come up. Uh, mm. I, uh, I, I think maybe it was one time in the last 20, 25 years in Oconee County this happened before, and it doesn't happen in a lot of other places either. So I think, you know, maybe there were uh, petition circulators that did not uh, have the proper training, did not take it seriously, did not understand that there are consequences here uh, that, uh, you know, could be very serious. I mean, the code says it's a felony. Now, whether, you know, they would, you know, enforce something like that and do something about that, something for the State Board of Elections and the, and the Attorney General's office to determine uh, if it goes anywhere from there. But, uh, yeah, it, I, for me, I wanted to make sure that if we're doing we're doing this, we need to make sure that we're following the, the law. And I went through all the code sections to make sure that the petitions met that. And they were very organized, it seemed. And clearly, to only have about an 11 or 12 percent rejection rate, um, they've done far better than 
uh, any other petition that I've known of. And you say, and I want to make sure I understand what you said there, Kirk Shook, it sounds as though the Democratic Party in Oconee County, and yes, kids, there is one, uh, it sounds like they were actually the ones behind the petition drive here. It begs the question, though, and this also calls for speculation on your part, and it may not be fair, but I'll ask anyway, if the Democrats are involved with, with pushing these two candidates, why wouldn't these two candidates, Rapetsky and Eagling, simply have run as Democrats and we wouldn't be dealing with all this right now? Well, this is Oconee County, Tim. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> they've run they've run candidates uh, several times and and haven't haven't won. And so, you know, this is taking off my board of election hat and putting mm-hmm. on my twenty two year political hat. This right. is this is a, a way for them to try to get uh, their kind of folks on there. You know, and they swore up and down these are not uh, these are not members of our party and all those things. But of course, you don't have to be a member of the party to sure. subscribe to the uh, to the ideals. And so, this is just a kind of uh, a sneak attack to try to try to get on the uh, the board. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I think you know the county is going to vote very heavily Republican, and I think it's going to be led by Brian Kemp. I think uh, Oconee County was just behind Clark County in the primary. I've given Brian Kemp uh, the highest percentage of votes across the state. I'm sure that will carry over here, and I would bet he's going to get 70 plus percent of the vote, and that's going to carry down with. Um, every other race there. So I, I, you know, in the end, I don't believe that this is, is going to matter in terms of, you know, somebody, the, the independent's going to end up getting into office. So it was, you know, it was the principle of the matter that I had mm-hmm. questions about the way signatures were collected and was this actually valid? Uh, and, and I hope it is, you know, I, I don't want there to be some big uh, fraudulent uh, thing that happens and all of that, but I was just not a hundred percent sure. And so, uh, uh, you know, State Board of Elections is going to be taking up, uh, you know, the the stuff that was sent to them by both our office and uh, the Republican Party, I know. So we'll see where that goes next. Mm, we'll leave it there. Kirk Shook, Oconee County Board of Elections, thanks for your time this morning. Yep, thank you. I appreciate it.